Hello everyone, welcome back to Chibi and Chilled Anime Podcast, the podcast that talks all about all things anime, all things manga, anything that you're kind of thinking Japan related, it's about anime, it's about manga, I'm going to be talking about it on this podcast, so be sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. So I'm your host Ryan and I'm a massive anime and manga fan and I have been for many 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 years, since the 90s, since I was a kid and that fad has never truly ended. So a few things before we dive into today's episode. Down in the episode show notes you'll find links to my Etsy shop where you can find a bunch of anime themed goodies for you to shop and enjoy. So there's pin badges, there's stationery, there's keyrings and more. Whether you're a One Piece fan, a Jujutsu Kaisen fan, a Pokemon fan, a Mario fan or anything else, you'll find a goodie on the shop for you to check out. There's something for every anime and manga fan over there. The link is down in the footer in the show notes, so be sure to check out my Etsy shop, Chibiweeb merch on Etsy. If you're a gamer, much like me, then why not check out Razer? You can find a bunch of accessories from mouses, keyboards, headsets, mouse mats and more to the bigger stuff like gaming laptops and desktops. Over on Razer website, link down below, you can shop a whole host of gaming accessories from the chroma range which is all colourful which is my favourite stuff to more sleek black stuff including even their own merchandise, clothing, bags and accessories. There's something for everyone. The link is down below for you to check out and shop. So welcome back to another episode. This week has been a weird busy week. It's been a little bit hectic, a little bit crazy. New furniture being added to the house. I got my hands on a new Naruto laptop case, literally on the day of recording this. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, Yeah, a lot of movements. And this week, I've seen a lot about the UK releases for the Demon Slayer uh, new movie, which is the first episode of the latest arc and a recap of the last arc. So they kind of like bundled it and they're doing their world premiere. Uh, world tour uh, going around all the major cities and now it's starting to trickle back down into your normal cinemas and uh, normal kind of showing scenes and they're not running it for a very long time I think it's about two weeks roughly that they're showing it and to kind of coincide with that I thought this episode would be a great one to do one of the character spotlight series the brand new series that I've started within the podcast that kind of showcases some of our favourite characters and their abilities, their background, their basic knowledge of stuff. So like how they look, how tall they are, their age, that kind of thing. So we can kind of get to know some of our favourite characters from our favourite anime a little bit more. And kind of really, even if you know so much about them, kind of refresh your memory about their abilities. Because sometimes, as we saw with the Gojo episode, sometimes they can be very long-winded, very complicated, very quickly. And it's great to kind of just allow the podcast to have a moment to dive into these characters that we love and that some that have become very, very iconic and some very iconic very quickly, as we'll see with this one. This week, we're going to do Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. When I looked at the most popular characters for Demon Slayer, Tanjiro, the main character, is is the most popular one. He became the most popular one out of the entire series, which isn't isn't uncommon obviously but I think sometimes 
it's not always given that the main character is the most popular character. So when we take think about Jujutsu Kaisen, Gojo isn't exactly the main character, but he's the most popular one. So it's interesting when the main character is the most popular character. But in this episode, we're going to dive into the basics about Tanjiro, who he is, his background, age, that kind of thing. And then we'll dive into his abilities. And I'm going to try and do it without as little spoilers as I can. The manga has ended, so the story of Demon Slayer has kind of finished. So I don't, I don't want. To, I'm trying not to spoil it for my own self. So yeah, let's see how we go. Let's dive into the basics of who Tanjiro is and why why he is who he is. So Tanjiro, the full name is Kamado Tanjiro, and he's human, obviously. And he is male, but his age is what threw me at the very beginning. So his age at the start of the story is 13. He then at the end of chapter 5 is 15 and end of chapter 204, he's 16. So I, I, I don't know if maybe I missed the memo on this one, but I thought Tandro was much older than 16 definitely older than 13 and I don't know if that's really commonplace that I always expect these characters that are super strong super kind of athletic uh, like Tanjiro is to be older than teenage 16 like I expect them to be like 18 at the minimum but anyway he's 16 his height is around 165 centimeters and his birthday is the 14th of July so I'm so so close to sharing my birthday with Tanjiro. My birthday is the thirteenth of July, uh, so super super close. Uh, but he has got an aff affiliation with the Demon Slayer Corps. Obviously, he used to be a coal burner, but now he is a full time nine to five, five to nine, or whatever the saying is, Demon Slayer. And he has a couple different breathing styles, and we'll dive into these in more depth later on. But we've got water breathing, sun breathing, and biokinesis. And with him being the main character, the first time we see Tandro in the manga is chapter one, and in the first episode, episode one of the anime. So it's straight off the bat, we meet Tanjiro. From a personality point of view, Tanjiro is known to be very soft and kind by nature, very kind. Uh, kinder than I would say most other main characters, is super compassionate and exhibits a great deal of determination and drive. And kind of that's shown obviously through his drive to find a cure for Nezuko and his actual care for others. And we see that kind of intense compassion and honesty not only on those around him within the Demon Slayer Corps, within his friends, within his own family, but we see it a lot of the time as well with the demons themselves and giving them either a merciful death, so nice, quick, fairly painful, what pain, painless one. Um, obviously, it's going to be painful, but try and do it painlessly uh, for the ones that may be... We see sometimes the backstories of some of these characters, uh, such as the spider demons in series one. And they're actually, we find out that the demons are much more complex than what we believe them to be from the beginning. And Tanjiro notices that and kind of takes, takes a, 
a kind of stance stance on his role as a demon slayer. Um, so we kind of see this kind of duality with Tanjiro on where he stands professionally, the role he has to do, and the emotions that are circling around, the intense emotions that are circling around, being kind and doing his role in the best and most honest way that he thinks he can. We kind of see a naiveness in Tanjiro with his personality as well. He's a country boy, so he grew up in the countryside of Japan, and as beautiful as that is, he that has led him to be kind of naive when it comes to some areas of modern life. So we see with the Mugen train, he did not know what a train was. He thought it was some kind of land spirit. And that kind of moment made me think of uh, the cat bus from Ghibli. Those kind of vibes. Uh, and he kind of doesn't know what the great lights were when in the entertainment district art that were kind of lighting up the cities. He didn't know what they were. And there's moments like that where we see this real kind of almost sense of childlike wonder with what he sees around him and why he doesn't know what it is. It kind of always goes towards a spiritual side, which kind of sits quite nicely with his role as a demon slayer and the traditions of living in the countryside and almost the Shinto beliefs and... It says a lot about his own belief system if he thinks that there's a the train is actually a ground spirit or forest spirit. And it says a lot about Tanjiro and his own belief system mentally. From an ability point of view, we kind of see in the very beginning that he's not trained to be a demon slayer and kind of kind of fumbles around a little bit. But what we do notice quite from the off is his very sharp and strong sense of smell and that's something that that immense sense of smell allows him to have a bit of an advantage over the field who can smell blood but also smell a specific type of blood as well as smell a specific if it's a demon blood or human blood and kind of use that sense of smell to almost locate where they are and find them efficiently almost like a dog would so that becomes his own unique trait as a demon slayer one smaller kind of ability i guess you could say it's not really an ability he has a ridiculously hard skull so he's used that a couple of times in the series and it does prove useful i guess one thing he we saw him do quite early on was giving the wind hashira a bleed after giving him a headbutt um and kind of he kind of falls to the ground himself as well but he's obviously not quite as hurt but he the wind just kind of like falls but kind of useful kind of weird but useful i guess but yeah he's got a really hard skull and that seems to be with some of the main characters as well maybe hard skulls are the thing maybe they are like the in fashion thing for main characters to have so let's move on to some of his specific Demon Slayer abilities. So the first one is one that the characters really, really kind of... It's his iconic kind of mark, I guess, but it's his Demon Slayer mark. And Tanjiro's Demon Slayer mark takes the form of a like almost like a flame-like pattern, replacing the scar on his forehead. And after Hashira training, his scar is replaced with a permanent flame mark and when he activates his mark it grows in size and shape reaching well past his eyebrows and 
This allows him to kind of have enhanced natural abilities of what we've already seen, such as speed, reflexes, and strength. So it allows him to be a much stronger demon slayer. And we saw the kind of change that this had when he was fighting the upper rank 6 demon, Gaiotaro, with uh, Daki as well, which granted him the boost in physical strength he needed to beat the upper rank. But this does come at a price. It's not just a fail safe. It uses a lot of his energy and stamina and strength. So using it is quite a considered thing and can only be used for a certain period of time before he is just drained. So it's kind of saved specifically for the upper rank demons to kind of really just plow through them. Within the world of Demon Slayer as well, there's the breathing styles and each Demon Slayer has their own specific breathing style that kind of is their signature and their signature styles, moves and abilities and Tanjiro's key one and kind of almost main one is water breathing and this was taught to him by Sokonji Yurokodaki which who was the previous water Hashira and breathe water breathing cultivator it's a lot of words there uh and this was Tanjiro's initial breathing style and we see it kind of supplemented with sun breathing as well later on but he became especially kind of proficient in it to a point where he could modify pre-existing forms of the water breathing to suit his certain circumstance or situation that he finds himself in. So I won't, I don't think I'll have time to go through all of the techniques, but I'll go through some of the water breathing techniques that we see him use. So we've got first form, which is water surface slash. And this, the user generates enough momentum create to create a powerful single concentrated slash. In the second form is called water wheel. And this one, the user leaps and vertically spins forward in the air while releasing a flowing attack in a circular motion. So a bit like a wheel. In the second form improved, it's lateral water wheel. So an alternative variation of the second form that unleashes a horizontal spin instead of a vertical one. We've got third form, which is flowing dance, and the user swings and bends their blade in a wind, wind, winding motion along with their body and dances in a flowing pattern, slicing everything in its path. So this one's a little bit of a kind of mass attack, I guess. The fourth form is striking tide, and the user makes multiple consecutive slashes with their body and sword in a flowing fashion to deliver multiple blows simultaneously. And then we've got fifth form, which is Blessed Rain After the Drought. Very long title, that one. But this one, the user changes their grip on their sword and decapitates the opponent in a single flowing strike that causes little to no pain. It is a sword strike of kindness used when the enemy willingly surrenders. And this one we see is one that I mentioned a little bit earlier on with the spider demon and his compassion coming through and creating a breathing style that creates little to no pain for the receiver. So it allows them to be killed more mercifully. And then we've got sixth form, which is whirlpool. The user fiercely twists the upper body and lower body, creating a whirlpool of air that cuts anything caught inside of it. And its effect is, and efficiency is enhanced underwater, where they can draw water around the weapon to kind of enhance the slash. 
And a little bit more quickly this time, it's a seventh form. We've got drop, ripple, thrust. So it's precise, fast, and accurate thrusts with the blade. Eighth form is waterfall basin, which the user cuts the target vertically in a flowing motion, which is most effective when they're kind of falling downwards. We got ninth ninth form, which is splashing water flow turbulent. Again, a long one. And this one is the user changes their footwork in a way that minimizes the landing time and surface needed when landing, allowing them to move without limits. And tenth form, which is the final form for water breathing, the user performs a constant. Oh, it's called constant flux. And the user performs a constant flowing attack, which takes the form of a water dragon that increases in strength and power with each rotation due to momentum. So each kind of, there's quite an array of attacks and each attack kind of suits a different situation better or a different opponent better. So it's kind of, they can create alternative versions of these attacks or enhance them depending on the environment. Like some are better underwater, some are better when they're falling. So it's kind of, they create their own real super strong arsenal of attacks based on their specific breathing style. And finally, there are more techniques than I will go through, but there is one that I will leave this section with, which is dance and dancing flash. And I'm going to mention these because these create two or one of the most intense battle moments in the last series. And it was dancing flash specifically. And it's a modified version of dance, which is a single high powered vertical slash uh, that's developed only by Tanjiro and it's used only by him. And he infuses the thunderclap and flash technique of thunder breathing into a high-powered slash of dance by inhaling huge amounts of oxygen, increasing the pumping of blood through his entire body, focusing it on his legs and releasing it all to assault the target with a slash. This technique was capable of outspeeding Genya, Nezuko, as well as the fleeting Hentengu as well. And that was an amazing scene in the anime. That was one of the best bits of the entire season. So we've taken a look at the basics of, or the more physical uh, facts of Tanjiro, his age, name, and so on. And then we've also looked at his upbringing, where he grew up, his abilities, and his kind of uh, breathing styles and more specific Demon Slayer abilities. And we'll finish off the episode with some trivia as well. So his first name contains the reading of the kanji for charcoal, which is tan, to heal, which is ji, and sun, or male, which is ro, which is also a common masculine name suffix, and the first kanji of Tanjiro's surname translates to a traditional Japanese wood or charcoal-fueled stove or furnace named a kama, while the second kanji means do, or do, which both contain the Kunyomi reading. Apologies if I butcher these, but I'm trying my best. But Chandro ranking in the popularity polls is first place in the popularity poll with 6,742 votes. And Tanjiro ranks fourth place in the second popularity poll with 9,045 votes. Hence why he's the focus of this episode. And in contrast to his current look, Tanjiro's initial design did not wear the scar on his forehead. And he did not have the Hanafuda earrings as well, which have now become absolutely iconic for the character. And his overall appearance was a lot more androgynous than it is now. He was initially supposed to have more serious, less a less light-hearted personality that he d- does in the series now. 
When Tanjiro lies, he can't keep a straight face due to his honest nature, which is a cute one. Tanjiro inherited his hard forehead from his mother. Tanjiro is one of the few characters to have their Nitrin sword actually change appearance. Apparently, Tanjiro is able to understand what birds are saying. Tanjiro's pen pals are Sengoji, Senjiro and Kotsuns from the Entertainment District, Giyu and Tengen. And finally, his favourite food is Angelica Sprouts. And when they're on the table, even if he keeps himself composed, you can see his nostrils flaring. Oh, and actually a bonus one, Tanjiro is tone deaf along with Inosuke. So not good at karaoke. There is a lot more I could kind of cover, but I really don't want to spoil it for myself. I have had some spoilers in the past, so I already kind of know some bits. But it's hard to not kind of see the spoilers, but I really don't want the podcast to be full of spoilers and I don't want to spoil it for myself either I want to kind of I've not read the manga um although I'd really do want to as well but I think I might try and do that afterwards I really want to get that like big box set that you can get or the entire set uh, but I think it's about 200 and odd pounds so I cannot justify that right now with too many holidays booked and too many things going off uh decorating a new house and stuff but yeah if you read the manga obviously you'll know the story you'll know more but I really hope it, whether you're a manga only reader an anime watcher or both I really hope you've learned a little bit more about Tanjiro from this episode and learned a little bit more about his background powers and the little trivia bits that are lesser known so thank you so much for joining me on this episode and join me next time on the next episode of Chibi and Chilled Anime Podcast see you next time bye bye Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Chibit and Chilled Anime Podcast. Thank you so much for every listen and download. It really does mean a lot to me. Thank you so, so much. From one week to another, thank you. Please do leave a rating and a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on this to. It really does support the show. It only takes a few seconds and it's free. I cannot ask. If I ask one thing of you... I'd ask that. Please do leave a rating and a review. Even if it's not great, please let me know. You know, it's even a bad one. Well, bad press is always... what. No, what's the saying? Any press is good press, I guess. Oh, that rhymed. So, so, a rating and a review would be great. It really does support the show. So, thank you so, so much for whatever roof kind of review you do leave. Sometimes, finding a birthday card or an occasion card can be a boring task. However, I have some anime-themed cards on my thoughtful.co.uk creator profile, which is found in my links on social media. Over on Thoughtful, you'll find a bunch of anime-themed cards, such as Studio Ghibli Happy Birthday cards and more, with my range being updated regularly. Each card is processed by thoughtful.co.uk, with shipping being fast, quick and efficient. You can shop my anime-themed cards over on my Instagram, with my links being over on there. Search Chibi Weeb Anime and you'll find me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Please do leave a rating and a review down below. It really does support the show and it's free to do. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great weekend. If you're a subscriber or if you're thinking of subscribing or starting the free trial on Apple Podcasts, I'll see you on Sunday for the next episode of the Chibi Peace exclusive Apple Podcast exclusive episode on Sunday. Thanks guys. Bye bye.